With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So this is going to be a jam-packed episode as this week with the Saints, a lot of news, injuries, and then also we have a preview to do with the Saints versus Bears in Chicago. The Saints also have some rumors this week as well as the Saints are looking into trading for a wide receiver, at least adding a wide receiver, so we'll see how they do that. But this is going to be a just full episode, and I just can't wait to get right into it, which I think is what we are going to start off with. And we're going to start off with our news, then we're going to go into our preview of the Saints versus Bears, and there we're going to do our notes, intriguing matchups as always, and then also, as always, our group-by-group preview, finishing off with our score prediction, and who do I think is going to win. So, Let's just get right into this here with our news as the Saints did sign running back Zach Zenner and tight end Brian Parker. They also cut Anthony, uh, Stefan Anthony, linebacker there, who was really used on special teams. But the Saints do sign Zenner and Parker because of the injuries of Jared Cook and Alvin Kamara. So just to have some extra depth there, they were able to sign these players and just to add a little depth Zach Zenner I mean look again he can do what he's asked to do he's going to be a good depth piece here last year he did average 4.8 yards a carry on 55 rushes he had three touchdowns he's able to get those short yardage and he could definitely be a useful piece if the Saints need him Brian Parker on the other hand he's a tight end played last year but before that didn't uh, register a, a a stat from 2015. So between 2015 and 2018, he wasn't even playing. So finally gets his chance again in 2018, comes in there, and really is more of a special teams blocking type tight end, which is the Saints are going to add just in case Jared Cook isn't able to go. Maybe he gets some blocking snaps and stuff like that, and to really pair a tight end with um, Josh Hill. So again, I think it's very interesting that the Saints do sign these guys. Maybe it shows that Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook aren't playing. They didn't practice on Thursday. And Wednesday, we're recording this on Friday afternoon, so that injury report hasn't came out just yet, but when it comes out, we will definitely tell you either during the podcast or definitely look on Twitter. We will be tweeting it out after the podcast to see who goes and who's not going to go. We're just going to be questionable. We'll just see all that. But those signings were definitely depth signings, and again, not bad signing. And then the other corresponding move was that P.J. Williams has been suspended we thought that maybe he was like not going to get suspended from the earlier DUI. I'm guessing this is what it is. But um, he does that, and he's going to get suspended for two games, and that means Patrick Robinson's going to step in. Obviously, it's good that the Saints have Robinson here ready to go. He's going to get good snaps here. We all know he's a veteran-type player. He's going to be able to, I think, do a really good job, and I think he can do a similar job that what P.J. Williams was able to do. 
P.J. Williams was playing great football. Look, he was playing one of his best football of his whole career, had his best game to date against the Jaguars, which is obviously really good, but a little setback, but he'll be back after the bye. So, again, definitely, look, they're going to get him for the biggest games in the division, but obviously sad to see him get suspended. But Patrick Robinson, C.J. Garner-Johnson going to step in here, and I think do a really good job. I don't think there's a big drop-off between those guys at all. I think that's why you have so much depth at that slot position. And I, I would be a little more worried about if Kamara or Jared Cook aren't able to go because they don't have as much depth, especially at the tight end spot where they really only have Josh Hill. You want to say Brian Parker or whatever, but it's really just Josh Hill who the Saints have in there. And we'll see what he'll have to have, obviously, a bigger role and see what he can do. But that's kind of just what we are looking at there. Then we're going to get into some rumors here as the Saints are looking into trading for a receiver, especially Emmanuel Sanders of the Denver Broncos. So this was reported by Brian Benenemy, who's obviously a part of Saints Twitter, and he obviously had some sources that ended up being confirmed by Benjamin Albright, a you know big, respected journalist. And look, that's really big for Brian getting his sources confirmed there, showing some love there because... I mean, it's great. Everyone that's doing these sources and showing and reporting this news, definitely give him as the credit here because he was first. You got to give him credit where credit is due. So he did a really good job on that. And that really shows that the Saints have looked into Sanders. They've called about Sanders, but he's not available just yet. But the Broncos did lose last night to show now they're two and five. They're probably not in it. Expect Sanders to be available as well as Chris Harris Jr., which was said by Field Yates. And he's had a pretty good season to the point. 30 catches, 367 yards, two touchdowns through seven games. That's pretty good. Add one more game in there, you're thinking he's going to have around 35 catches at the midway point, and that's going to be a 70-catch season for him. That's big. And he's only got $5.8 million remaining on the salary, which means the Saints could probably afford him. They just move a few things around. Saints can do this. And then also, they're only going to have to give up a mid-round draft pick probably. So that's obviously really big as well. So... Definitely look at him. He plays in the slot. He's a veteran-type player. He's really good, good hands, could run good routes, and I think he's an overall really good target for the Saints to get. If they would get him, I think this offense with Drew Brees coming back, with everybody coming back healthy, sky's the limit. And I don't think we'll be seeing the Saints scoring 13 points, trying to win a defensive battle like they will be this week, like they did last week. I think they're going to come out, guns blazing, defense playing good, offense playing good, ready for a really big playoff run. So that would be a really big pickup. Also, Saints are probably going to look into A.J. Green. If they're into Sanders, they're most likely into Green. I think the Saints should go after Sanders. Less money, better fit. I mean, even though Green's a better receiver, just fit-wise fit, fit wise and money-wise, it's better to go after Sanders. The Saints don't need a number one receiver. They already got Mike Thomas. So, really, this is just a not, – not a precaution, but it's a good two-receiver that can come in here and do some really good work. And the Broncos really don't need him anymore. Cortland Sutton's been great this year for them. And they're trying to grow and get younger, and this is a good way for them to do it. They're probably not going to re-sign him anyway, so it might as well trade him. And if the Saints have the offer, the best offer, they're going to take it. So I think that's really big as well. And then finally, our last set of news is that Breeze is throwing a real regulation NFL-sized ball. And that's really big. Possible return in Week 8, maybe? I'm hoping that's the case, especially if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play well against the Bears, because this could be his last performance here, and I think Teddy kind of knows that, so I don't want him to like tense up and say, like, oh, I got to do everything this week because I know Drew's going to be back next week. It may happen, but I don't think with Teddy. I just don't think so. So, look, overall, I think this is big to get Breeze back. Hopefully, if he practices next week, I think he goes, and if he does play, if he doesn't practice, he won't play. I think that's kind of 
what is there. If he comes back after the bye, I think they'll be fine. They probably will be able to get the win at home against the Cardinals, but might as well, look, it's a great game to get Breeze back. You're not throwing him into a division game. You're throwing him into a game against Arizona, one of the worst teams in the league, and obviously NFL's the NFL and anything could happen, but you much rather have him go in against the Cardinals to ease him back, kind of, than him going against the Falcons division game right away. That's just my two cents about it. So that's kind of what the Saints are going after there. He's definitely progressing, and he's definitely trying really hard to play next week, but we'll see what happens there. So let's just get to the injury report here before we get into our notes and our preview of the Saints versus Bears here. So injury report, Breeze did not practice. Jared Cook did not practice. Traquan Smith did not practice. Alvin Kamara did not practice. And then you have Trey Hendrickson as limited practice. And that's that's it's a big injury report. You have a lot of starters. Obviously, Breeze, Traquan, Alvin Kamara, Cook, a lot of skill position players that the Saints were already thin at coming into the season. They come back here and they lose three big targets here, especially with a backup QB, especially when you're trying to establish the run and not having Kamara is going to be really big. And the Saints have not even played without Alvin Kamara really since he's been a part of this team. I think it was one game. So... It's going to be interesting to see what they do here, especially against a really good defense. Will they lean more on Michael Thomas? Will they lean more on Ted Ginn? Other players, Latavius Murray is going to have to step up. So that's kind of just what it is here. And again, we'll see what happens, but those injuries are big. We'll see what happens with Friday's report. Because if Friday's report comes out, Kamara's in practicing, Cook's practicing. And then it's just probably not going to happen. We'll see. And I think everyone has to look at that, but that is definitely not a good injury report. The good news is that the Bears just put two people on injury reserve with Kyle Long and then also Akeem Hicks, old friend of the Saints. So him not going, Kyle Long not going, that's obviously going to help the Saints. But again, that's kind of just what the injury report is. Saints probably going to be without three big offensive weapons, and that's going to obviously be big, especially Kamara, who's been such a factor in his last three years here with the Saints. So I think... That's kind of just what it is, and I think that going into this, it's going to be important. It's going to be a definitely a game-changer if Kamara doesn't play. I think we all know that, and I think we just got to see what happens, and obviously, I'll tell you what I think more in our group-by-group group preview, and we are going to get to that right after this break, so you are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion, and now we are going to get to our Saints-Bears preview as usual, we'll do our notes, our intriguing matchups, and then finish off with our group-by-group group preview here and score prediction. So, notes starting it off. Saints have a 40% chance to win by ESPN's Football Power Index. And then they are underdogs in this one. Again, three and a half points. So, again, the Saints have been obviously really good against the spread. They've been very good as underdogs this season. I think they're undefeated as underdogs. No, they've, the Rams game was a... Um, they were underdogs and they lost. But besides the Rams game, they've won every underdog game, which is obviously, <laughs> if you're gambling, maybe that's a good choice to pick with the Saints. But we'll see. Obviously, I think three and a half, I guess it's kind of fair because Saints, look, when you're coming in without Drew Brees, that's already a big minus. But then you're also going in without Alvin Kamara, huge minus. And then add Jared Cook, who's finally starting to come on. It's <laughs> all this stuff is obviously really big. But again, that's kind of what it is. They're going to be an upper, uphill battle in this game, and they just got to keep fighting, keep grinding, and they could definitely win this game for sure. But other notes, the Saints are 4-0 with Teddy Bridgewater. They've been they've been able to win. Eight sacks in the last two games. They're 2-1 on the road. They've really been able to 
just grind out wins and win in a different way. So it would be another way to win, especially without Kamara and Cook. I mean, that would be huge. But again, it's just more. They're finding ways to win. They're doing that stuff. Michael Thomas has 53 catches through six games. Second time he's done that in his career. No other wide receiver has ever done that. Just That just shows how Mike Thomas is, how good he is. And it's going to see you. They're going to double him. They're going to make sure he doesn't get a lot of catches in this one. It's very possible. Saints obviously might have to play without Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook. That would be a huge letdown for this team. Trubitsky injured, now going to come back and start this game most likely. And he has not been good in this one. I think everyone's kind of seen it. He just, I mean, looking at his stats, he's 588 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. And he played a good amount of the game. I believe he's played, let's just see how many games he's played this season. He's only played four. And he only has three touchdowns. That's not good for him. And his completion percentage is not good at home. So he's just not played well to this point. Obviously, he had a really good game in his last game he played before he got hurt against Minnesota. He played against the Redskins, and he had a really good game. 231 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. But he was 25 of 31. It was at Redskins. Good win. But then going back before that, barely beat the, the Broncos, which probably they shouldn't have won. And he was 16 of 27 for only 120 yards. Game before that, no touchdowns, 26 of 45, 228, no touchdowns, one pick. Not good. And he hasn't been as good at home as well. So that's just kind of what we're looking at here and what we're seeing with Trubitsky. But I think the Saints could beat him. They can get to him. That's kind of the thing. If they can get pressure on him, if they can make him make mistakes, they're going to be able to win this game. And they'll be able to create turnovers. And that's the way the Saints will win this game. The Saints have only given up 36 points in their last three games, averaging 12 points in that span only. And really against Tampa Bay, they gave up, they say 24, but it was really 17. And that would create even less. That's really then, what is that, 29 points, which is through three games was less than 10 points a game, which is ridiculous. That's how good the Saints defense is playing right now. And you've got to give them a ton of credit for that because they've been really able to step up, especially without Breeze, step up and really play some good ball. So they're playing hot. And I think that's going to be a big reason of why the Saints are able to get this win. They're playing hot. Now the Bears are coming off a bye. Another plus for the Bears, but they just lost. They're at London. Is it really a bye? Because coming back from London, you have that whole kind of just getting getting back into the swing of things. And it's not as much a bye as a regular bye where you're at home, let's say the game before, you go your two weeks, and then you go back either wherever you're playing. So I think that's going to be obviously really interesting as well, it's kind of like what the Saints buy is going to be a lot different than the Bears buy. Bears buy is getting reacclimated to America and that stuff. And the other teams buy are just, you know, getting people healthy, that kind of stuff. So I think that's really interesting. Saints with 18 sacks, Bears with 17 sacks. Very similar defensive lines. Obviously, without Akeem Hicks, that's a big help for the Saints, to, especially on the inside. That's going to be really big there. But I think that will wrap it up for our notes and just obviously a lot of things to look at. And I think that's going to be really interesting there. Moving over to our intriguing matchups. To me, it's simple. It's pretty simple with these intriguing matchups. you got three really big ones. And I think if the Saints are able to win a few of these, that would be really big in the right direction. I think the Saints would be able to win this game. Because when you look at these matchups, it's, you're having guys step up. And starting off with Latavius Murray versus their front seven, especially if Alvin Kamara doesn't play. If Murray is able to run the ball, effectively over four yards of carry, get the Saints into positive situations, Saints are going to win this game. And obviously, if he can get 
20 carries, pound the ball. This is with Al Kamara, I'm saying. If he's able to really get a good workload, have a vintage game like he had a few of them last year with the Vikings, it's going to be a huge step in the right direction for Murray and the Saints. Murray knows how to come in against a really good defense with your star running back out. He did it last year with Dalvin Cook. And they played a ton of good defense. They played the Bears. They, You have a guy in this situation that could definitely play the role, and he's good. And the Bears obviously probably have a, a somewhat of a formula to stop Murray. So they're obviously going to have to stop that and try to basically answer that, what they're trying to do. So I think it's going to be really interesting there. But if Murray's able to do good against his front seven, get positive yards, positive situations, obviously this is also on the offensive line. But, again, that's what they're going to have to do in this one to get – this victory. Second, I'm going to go Saints D-line versus Trubisky, and they're able to get sacks on Trubisky, stuff like that. And look, Trubisky, when he's under pressure, he's extra nervous. He makes bad decisions. That's how fumbles happen. That's how interceptions happen. That's kind of what it is there for Trubisky. He's usually just a game manager, but when you get him in situations that are not favorable, he cracks. And that's kind of what he's done in the past, just overall, three seasons that he's played. So, I think the Saints are going to have to do that. That means Cam Jordan's going to have to step up and play a really good game. He knows Breeze is out. He knows his Kamar is out. He knows Jared Cook's out. Then he's going to have to take up to a next level. Same with Marcus Davenport. We're going to have to see a big game from him. We're going to have to see him step up. And then obviously on the inside, Sheldon Rankins, David Onyemata, Malcolm Butler. These guys are going to have to step up, play really good, elevate to the level that the Bears defensive line, the Bears front seven can play at. Because I know this front seven can play just as good, if not better. So I think that's really interesting. You're looking at the Bears' um, O-line. It's just not amazing obviously you're without Kyle Long they also lost TJ Clemmings to injury reserve that's two um on the linemen you lost then you're looking at Ted Larson may not play that's going to be really interesting to see then you're on a, f- a lot of backups and the Saints could take advantage of that and I think that's really interesting there so I'm gonna I think the Saints could win that matchup too I think they can really win all these matchups, but I think it's going to be really interesting to look at. If they give Trubisky time, they're able to let him move some drives down the field, tire out the secondary, Bears are going to win this game. I think that's for sure. So you got to be able to have three and outs, get um, their defense back on the field for a long time, have long drives on offense, short drives on defense. That, that's the formula that the Saints need. Get some turnovers. That is really big. And then our final matchup is going to be Kyle Fuller versus Mike Thomas. Kyle Fuller has been really good, really, throughout all of these years with the Bears' career revitalization here. He has a a few picks in this year, two picks in this season. He's got a career of 17 picks. I, I believe he had, like, six or seven last year. I mean, ridiculous stuff like that. He's been really good. And he's been he's going to go one-on-one with Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas is definitely bigger than Fuller, a lot bigger. Fuller's a little undersized, especially comparing him to Mike, and Mike's going to have to take advantage of that. Now, Fuller can probably run with Mike, but Mike's going to have to make uh, catches in traffic. He's going to have to outplay him, especially, you know, what's going to be really big, those slant routes. If you can get those slant routes going, you get in good position, you make plays, move the ball down the field. That's what the Saints need, those types of plays. Not, maybe you're not throwing it deep in this game as much because they have definitely a lot of ball hawkers. Short passing is going to win you this game for sure, and that's what Teddy Bridgewater's strength is. So they're going to have to play that, and they're going to try to stop it. They're going to dare Teddy to throw the ball deep. But if they're able to win, especially one-on-one with Mike and Kyle Fuller, that's going to be a big leap for the Saints team. Now they're probably going to double Mike Thomas, probably on the short balls. So maybe it's going to be another guy that has to step up. Maybe it's going to be Ted Ginn. But again, I think another winnable situation for the Saints, and the Saints are going to need someone to step up. They're either going to have Mike having a big game in, again, double t- coverage, doing his normal stuff, but now there's going to be two guys on. 
that would be a really big time game by Michael Thomas. Then you have Teddy again. Well, he's going to get one-on-one coverage. Can he win on one-on-one coverage? Then, obviously, you have other guys. You have um, Lil Humphrey Jordan. You have Josh Hill. Can they step up? Latavius Murray can step up. The Saints are probably going to need one or two guys to step up big in this game. So I think, especially without Kamara and Cook, that's that usually don't step up. So they're going to need that for sure. But that's kind of what it is for our intriguing matchups. Before we get into our group-by-group preview, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. So now let's get into our group-by-group preview here. And again, very interesting. It's going to go back and forth a lot. But as we always do, we start off with our quarterbacks. We go through skill position, O-line, D-line, linebackers, special teams, and obviously the secondary. And we're just going to go through who's going to win. Saints, Bears, who's the edge? So let's just get right into it here. First, quarterback, I'm going to take Teddy Bridgewater over Trubisky. Again, I think Teddy has done such a good job in Drew Brees' absence that you got to give him so much credit. And he's obviously going to get a starting job from it, but he's outplayed Trubisky, if you can't the stats. He's outplayed. If Chase Daniels plays, Chase Daniels. To me, he's just a better quarterback. He knows when to take shots. He knows not to. And if he's not going to take a shot, maybe he's been wrong on a few plays. Maybe he's missed. At least he's not missing anything short like that. At least he's not missing anything right in his face that you really taking a lot of sacks. He's not. So, look, he's not going to try to win you the game, I guess. He's not going to try to be the full hero. Sometimes he will, but not most of the time. He's not going to try to be your full hero. He's just, But he's not also going to be the reason you lose. So take it for every way he is. Maybe he's not going to make that big play, but he does sometimes. So maybe he's going to have to come up a clutch, and I think he will have to play a, a very good game to win this game. So, again, I'm going to take Bridgewater here. I think he's better than Trubisky, who makes unwarranted mistakes where he's trying to throw the ball deep, and it's just not good. <laughs> and it's just a pick, or it's just not a good throw, and... He misses guys short when he should have thrown it short, but he tries the deep ball under pressure, takes sacks. He does all those things, and obviously he's a young player that has to get still acclimated to the league, but it's starting to get that time where he has to come up, do some really good stuff, and he hasn't been able to do it this year to this point, and that's why the Bears haven't been as good as last year. Last year, he's a game manager making plays when he needed to. Now, he's a game manager and lost plays when they needed plays, big plays. So that's just kind of the difference between the Bears from this year to last year, and I think a lot of it has to do with Trubisky. So move on to the skill position players. If Kamara and Cook don't play, I'm just going to assume they don't. Uh, I think the Bears do have the edge here. Again, maybe you want to say, look, the Bears don't have that great of a skill position group. David Montgomery, Tyree Cohen are very good. and if, But with Kamara in there, I would have took Saints. But without Kamara, Bears for sure. Alvin, Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, Cordell Patterson. That's going to go to the Bears, even maybe if this, and obviously they're tied in with Trey Burton, even if the Saints had Jared Cook, I maybe even want to go to the Bears, who do have more depth, have a lot of good receivers here. But I think maybe if you did, did have Jared Cook, maybe that would put in the Saints edge. Michael Thomas is definitely the best receiver in many of these guys. But again, I think we have to see who plays, who doesn't. But as it stands right now, who we know is going to play versus who we know is not going to play, or maybe up in the air, I'll take the Bears. In skill position, over the O-line, I'm going to take the Saints. I'll take what Ramchek, Armstead have been able to do. Eric McCoy's been like the fourth best rookie in the league right now or something like that. That's crazy. And then also Pete and Walford not having their best years, but I think they'll hold their own, especially without Akeem Hicks. Now they still have Eddie Goldman, Nick Williams, but I still think that the Saints will likely do, do good more against those guys than 
other guys in that could have played like Hicks. That's just what I think. And I do think that the Saints do have the edge here at the O-line, and that's why I'm going to take them. I'll take our five instead of their five. That's kind of the way it is. They've had some injuries with Kyle Long. They've had TJ Clemmings out. Maybe Larson won't be in there, so they've been banged up. But, again, I'll just take the Saints five for this week against their five. So, again, I think the Saints are a top five offensive line group, especially if they don't have the penalties like they did last week and other weeks. And I think when looking at the Bears, especially with the injuries, they're just not there. That's kind of just what I'm thinking. Moving over to the defense here, and I'm going to go with the defensive line. So they play a 3-4. So I'm going to not include Cleo Mack, Roquan Smith, Leonard Floyd, even though they kind of do rush the passer. I'm going to put them in a linebacking category because they are technically linebackers. So... D-line, I'm going to go with the Saints. I think Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Sheldon Rankins, and then obviously everyone else, Onyamata, Malcolm Brown, Shai Tuttle, everybody. It, does, it sometimes takes a village. I feel like that's what the Saints have. They have so many solid players. It's better than what they're putting up with Roy Roberts-Harris in the absence of Hicks. You have Eddie Goldman, Nick Williams, we said, and then Bilal Nichols. They're just not up to the standard of the Saints right now who have so much depth and playing so well. The Bears do not have as much on the D, the interior D-line. Because you're looking at, obviously, Eddie Goldman's still a very good player. Nick Williams a good player. And the Saints are obviously going to have to defend them. But on the outside, it's not as bad until you get to the linebackers. Which I think we'll talk about a lot more. But I think the Saints, their difference maker really for this defense has been the defensive line. And they've played like a top five defensive line. Maybe even top three. That's how good they were playing, especially early in the season. And now it's the same thing. Now you just have the secondary playing a lot better. So, again, I'm going to take the Saints in the defensive line here, and I think that's going to be a big point. Saints are going to win this game. They're going to have to get after Javitsky. They're going to have to stop Montgomery and Cullen, and the defensive line is going to be a big way of that. And a big game from Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, stuff like that. Moving over to the linebackers, I'm going to take the Bears in this one. Look, the Bears, they got a... First-class linebacking group, probably the best in the league. Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Danny Trenathan, Leonard Floyd, all really good players, and probably at their best, they're all pro bowlers to even higher. Well, I was really high on Roquan Smith in the draft a few years ago. He's been amazing. Then you're looking at guys like Trenathan, very good. Leonard Floyd, really good. Khalil Mack, very obviously very good, probably the best defensive player in this game. And that's going to be on Armstead, Ramchek. They're going to have to stop Mack, and they're going to have to get... Teddy Bridgewater sometime, and look, he may get a sack or two, but don't let him wreak havoc on this game. Don't let him give up four sacks, two fumbles. Don't let that happen, because then we will lose. So that's going to be really big. Same with Leonard Floyd, Roquan Smith, Danny Trenathan, roam around the field like none other. They're really good players, and we're going to obviously have to stop them. Now, if Kamara was playing, I would say that would be a big matchup, but because we don't know if Kamara's playing or not, we don't even know if that will be a matchup. But they're especially able to roam around the field, make some big plays. That's why they're able to play a lot of base defense because they have the linebackers to do it a lot like the Cowboys. I think they may even have a better linebacker core than the Cowboys who obviously have a really good core with Van Der Esch and Smith, but they're even better. They're just really solid players. You have all pros, pro bowlers. You have it all on that linebacking core, and it's a great one. Now the Saints' linebacking core is very good. Demario Davis is playing at the top of his game. I think A.J. Klein's been amazing. And very, very good at the top of his game. Is, at that top is probably just above average, but he's been very good. And then also, you're looking at Kiko Alonso, who's been just a better man's Itaio when he was on the Saints. Really good stop on the run. Hasn't really been asked to stop the pass, so don't even have to get into it. Played a lot of nickel. Stuff like that. You have guys like C.J. Gardner-Johnson in the game. That's fun. <laughs> the Saints are able to get it done. That's great. 
and they've been able to to this point. So, again, it's not like the Saints linebacking core is bad. It's just they have above average to good linebacking core, and the Bears have the best linebacking core. So I think that's kind of the difference there. The Saints are like 12 to 10, and Bears are number one. doesn't mean 12 to 10 is bad. Oh, that's obviously really good. Their secondary, I'm going to go push. Two really good secondaries. To me, I think Lattimore has played like the best cornerback out of any of these guys at this point. Kyle Fuller has been really good, has more picks. But to me, I think Lattimore has been up against just as good, if not better, receivers, and he's been able to stop those players. And Kyle Fuller, again, very good player, but I just don't think he's been at Lattimore's level this season. Then they have Prince uh, Akamura, and he's been very good as well against Apple. Apple's been very good as well. It's like basically ties throughout. Then they have Eddie Jackson, who's been a great free safety. Marcus Williams has played great this year. Probably not as good as Eddie Jackson, but still very good. And Von Bell's played just as good, if not better, than HaHa Clinton Dix. They got playmakers here. Then they have Buster Screen in the slot, Kevin Tolliver in the slot. A lot of really good cornerbacks and secondary in this group. It's going to be hard to throw on them. They are better against the long ball. They have more of the speed guys, so that means you're going to have to have a lot of short passes, techniques. That's how the Raiders won. That's how the Saints are going to have to win. And I think that could actually go into the Saints' kind of sweet spot, and that's how they're going to win. If you can get Mike Thomas on a lot of slants, you get eight catches, 90 yards, and touchdown, the Saints probably win this game. But we'll see what happens. They may double Thomas. They may do a lot of different things, and they could disguise a lot of things, definitely get Teddy Bridgewater all um, riled up and create turnovers, create big plays for their defense, which they're known of doing. So I think that is really big as well. And then, again, I just I think it's a tie, though. I just think the Saints' defense has been that good. Lattimore has been locked down. He's Look, he put a really good receiver in Mike Evans, top 10 receiver, zero catches. Eli Apple's been you. I've, you don't even hear Eli Apple's name's call because they just don't. They're not throwing it to him here. <laughs> just interesting. And then other guys. Von Bell's had him in a great season. Marcus Williams looks like the first year Marcus Williams. Really great stuff from the secondary so far. And special teams and coaching. Special teams I'll give to the Saints. Coaching I'll give to the Saints. Again, really good um, coaching from both of these sides. I think Sean Payton does have the experience over Nagy, and I think. Sean Payton's going to have to have a, he's going to have to outcoach Nagy probably in a big way in this one, which he may. He's going to get his guys up to play. They'll be ready to play in this one, I think. But again, I think that he's going to have to create some plays, some splash plays for Teddy, draw him up. Hopefully they go through maybe some plays for Taysom to draw up and go through. And I'd love to see that, especially late in game. It's going to be a close game. They're going to have to either close out this game or come back. And that's when the coaching really will be big. And special teams, Morstead's been the best punter this year by far. And the reason the Saints have won some games, especially at the field position battle, if he can get. Trubisky in inside the 10, it's going to create big plays for the Saints, and that's going to be really big. And then Will Lott's been able to make all his kicks. And obviously Deontay Harris can make a difference in this one. If he can bring up a few really nice kick returns back, get the Saints in good field position, could win them the game. Overall score, I have 16-13. I don't know who's going to win it. <laughs> I have no. I think it'll be around 16-13, 13-10. I think whatever team gets a 20 will definitely win first. Do I go Bears here? Because... I picked. I think I picked the Bears in my uh, season preview. Maybe I'll just stick with that. I guess, but I have no clue, guys. I in this one, I really want to pick the Saints because every time, I mean, every time I've won against the Saints, they've won. So maybe I'll just stick with that and go Bears here. But to me, it's really a toss-up. Anybody can win this game. I think it will be close. I think it will be hard-hitting. I think it will be gritty. I think it will be down to the wire. But can go either way. Maybe you pick the Bears because they're at home. But really, I think it will be a really good game, and I think it will be there'll be plays for the Saints to win this game. Now they got to make those. Make those plays, and some players are going to have to rise up that usually don't. So that's kind of what I'm thinking 
from this team. So with all that said, I think it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoy what we do here at the Houdat Discussion, if you haven't followed us on our various platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then also on anywhere you listen to your podcast. That means iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, really anywhere, Stitcher, all those uh, sites tune in, CastBox, you can listen to them anywhere. So if you haven't, if you find that a place that doesn't have um, our podcast, any podcast carriers that don't, definitely tell us. And then also you could answer, ask a question for me to get answered on the show. And you could tweet us at the who at this, as I said before, with those questions, comment on uh, Instagram, definitely email me at um, the who at this at gmail.com. Any of those definitely work. So I think that will wrap it up here. It's going to be a gritty game here. Really hope the Saints can pull it out, obviously. And I think if they win this one, Sean Payton should be in serious conversations for Coach of the Year. Teddy Bridgewater would be undefeated without Drew Brees, which is obviously huge. And if the Saints win this one, how are they going to lose? And just who are they going to lose to? Because that'd be really interesting. Because they're playing the best teams of the NFC, and they're coming out on top without the uh, second-best QB in the league right now with Drew Brees. And with Teddy Bridgewater, they've been able to win a lot of games. So we'll see what when Drew Brees comes back. We'll see the really how, how much he elevates this team, which I think will be a ton. And I think this is just sky's the limit, and especially if they're able to win this one. It would be really huge. But with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?